Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode one of the project with your host, Hopsy Baby Boy. My name is Harrison Harper. I'm going by Hopsy, not because I think it's a great nickname, more so because I think it's hilarious. Folks, welcome to the show. Long time in the making. I said I was going to make a podcast on my own about two years ago, and I've just been coming up with excuse after excuse of why I couldn't make it happen. But those days are over, folks. Should have done this months ago, especially during all this madness, quarantine, the lockdown, all that garbage. But it's coming out right now. It is currently July 16th, 2020. Absolute madness around the globe. Nothing but COVID news. Nothing but COVID topics. I'm going to try my best to stay away from that, but it's hard during these tumultuous times, folks. But um, I've put a lot of thought into this show, a lot of thought that has it led anywhere, probably not. But um, this is a show that's going to have no real direction. It's not going to be a sports podcast. It's not going to be solely current events. I mean, if you want to call it a comedy podcast, go, go for it. I mean, I won't be taking it too seriously. I'm going to be trying to have a lot of fun as I'm on the air here with you folks. Hopefully someone's listening. I'd love it if someone tuned in. But it doesn't matter if I have six listeners I'm going to still pump out episodes, and you can guarantee I'm going to have something there for you. This could be potentially your new economic podcast, your new self-help podcast, maybe a little bit of a sports podcast in there, maybe a little bit of comedy. It can be everything. So cram those little ear pods in there. Get them, little, get them right in that ear, folks, and, if, and, and listen to what I have to say, all right? One of those fall out of your ear, dribbles down onto the couch. Don't worry about it. You got another one on the other side of your stupid head. So listen to me. I got family. I'm probably listening to this. Fo- like... For anyone in my family listening to this, I probably swear a couple times. I'm going to have some fun. Nobody wants to listen to a podcast. That I, People are taking everything too seriously. Half the people I know, God love them, and there's nothing wrong with making a podcast, but like, what, would you expect me to make a self-help podcast? Like, That wouldn't do anything for you, would it? I'm probably the one that needs the most self-help in the room. Every, 90% of the time I walk this earth, so why am I going to go that direction? Just wouldn't make sense, but uh, the direction I promise to go is I will specifically degrade the work of others. I will solely portray my own thought upon uh, the work of others, and I, I, I want to do that in a negative way. I'm joking. But, you know, there's lots, we can, there's lots of places we can go with this. I mean, I, I think I, uh, I like to think I have kind of a different viewpoint. I have been very lucky. I'm 25 today. As I'm recording this tomorrow is my birthday. I'll be 26. So for 25 years, I was lucky. I've lived in Calgary, Alberta, Lethbridge, Alberta, Miramichi, New Brunswick, North Bay, Ontario. I'm currently in Sebringville, Ontario by Stratford. Um, spent a little bit of time down in the States and, and whatnot playing hockey. So I've, I've just met some hilarious people. I've, got, I've just seen how like, different people think in different places of the world. And it's fascinating, especially in Canada. Canada is wild. Um, there's such a difference from... Because Canada is so huge. And if you're from... I'm from Calgary. And um, majority of people from the West, not all. There's you know, exceptions to every rule. But majority of people out West, um, if they're you know second, third generational out there, their family's been there for a while or their roots are out there, They've been out west and, you know, they've traveled probably. They might have been over to Europe, done the Philippines or all these crazy things. Might have been out in the States, all over the States, traveled crazy places. But they've probably never been across Canada or certainly not seen a majority of Canada. There's obviously people that have, like I said, but a majority of Canadians haven't seen 
Canada. And that's the exact same thing as like when I found when I lived in Ontario, not so many people in Ontario have never even been outside of Ontario. Or, you know, that definitely goes for Quebec. A lot of people in Quebec, French Quebec, why would they leave? You know, that's, you know, the French native tongue. I would stay there too. Like, so, but what I'm saying in this is there's such a contrast to like what people are thinking, what people are doing and how people are, like how they make a living, how the needs they have emotionally, like mentally, psychologically, physically, everything. Different industries, like Canada is so across the board it's very diverse, but it's also like, there's only like thir- just over 30 some million people. Like the economy of California is bigger than Canada as a whole. The economy of Texas would be bigger than Canada. Like Canada is very spread out. It's, I don't know. It's, it's a complicated place and it's, a, I don't know. I find that's a dynamic no one ever talks about. I always loved, um, I always loved like the sea or like I, I always craved Canadian content growing up. I had a big, I was, I'm such a proud Canadian and I always found that I was so proud, proud to watch something that I knew came from my native country. Always, always gave me a fascination of pride and, you know, I loved hockey. I loved watching Canada play nationally and stuff like that, but I always had a love for Canadian made things. I was really proud of things that came from our country but um, I just find lately now with all the social media switch and whatnot, and you know, we're all kind of open to what everyone is doing globally now, especially with everyone having a phone in their hand 24-7 and shit like that. But, like, I, I remember the days where, like, I used to love CBC. Like, CBC used to have, like, Hockey Night in Canada. That was always, like, a highlight. I feel like that was always, like, a big night, a big program in Canada. And, I don't know, I, I remember like Peter Mann's Bridge on the National and stuff like that. I feel like the news was always on in my house and and it was always relevant. But lately, like, I don't know, CBC basically losing the rights to Hockey Night in Canada, still playing some games. But I couldn't tell you the last time I really watched like anything enjoyable on CBC. And I hate trashing it because it's supposed to be like a Canadian treasure. But like, I've grown up a bit. You find out last year that or this, I don't know how much it is, but like, they, I think they get like a billion, over a billion dollars every year. Like, I, I just Googled it. What does it say? So this was 2015. CBC received 1.36, 1.036 billion from government funding and took 5% funding cuts from this previous year. So I don't know how it works now, but I'm assuming they're probably getting more than that if it's 2020. That's a ton of money. And CBC's federal funding is supplemented by revenue from commercial advertising on its television broadcast, television broadcasts. But this is, this is crazy to me. This one's wild. The radio service employed commercials from its inception to 1974, but since its primary radio networks have been commercial free. I've no, I, I never thought about that until my dad actually pointed it out to me. My dad all loves CBC. I've never met someone listening to more CBC. I think that's why... I probably had a fascination with CBC growing up, but you know, there's no commercials on their radio networks. So it's like weird. Like I always wondered like, how are they making money? They're obviously not. So then where's all this money coming from? Like, how are they? I found like in Calgary, I always remember I grew up in the Northwest of Calgary and I know a lot of people, hopefully a lot of people, hopefully someone's listening again. But if you know where in Calgary is, I used to live by, up in the Northwest, and there used to be that old CBC broadcast. I think that was a radio station right by Memorial Drive by the river. And, like, I grew up near it, so it was always, like, something I knew and recognized I knew what it was. So whenever I went to other towns, I always noticed if they had one as well. 
and there's quite a few of them like a mall there's a lot like there's not a lot of like i never noticed i've never been all over canada but i've been in a decent amount of places and i noticed a lot of cbc radio stations just like the one in calgary and they're not making ads so I, I just like that whole thing as a whole how are they make how are they making money it's just like weird to me but then it just like worries me too and like i just, just since i got older and we're so lucky to have all these different avenues of information like you can really literally get lost in like a clutter you can listen to people who think the way you are and then you can just get lost in that stream and then you can listen to people that don't think the way or you can find that balance for yourself listen to whatever the heck but basically in my if you're listening for like federally produced content if that's even a word I'm, i don't even know if i'm saying it the right way but like cbc is basically like our only mainstream news source in canada and they get all this money and then it's almost like i feel like from us are they telling us what to think like at the end of the day it's like they kind of it's just weird to me and i don't not like the cbc but i just think that's odd and like i don't know maybe i have a hate on for the cbc because years ago two or, i don't know one or two years ago they had a podcast contest and you could submit your pitch for a podcast and and if you won the contest they would produce it so basically i felt like oh they're just stealing everyone's ideas i never i never saw if there was a winner but I thought I had a shoe-in idea. I was like, this is unbelievable. I'm going to make some of my like hockey podcasts. There's going to be awesome stories. I'm, I feel like I have enough connections to have some really cool people on that people would enjoy. And we would just get some good organic stories from different places in Canada. Maybe it would take off in Canada. Maybe it would expand immediately. You know, start small, scale, fast. But uh, yeah, didn't didn't get a callback. So maybe that's why I'm rattled. But I just don't find, are they making anything? Like, they should make more of a effort to be relevant to people our age, not people over 65. And maybe there are a lot of people that listen to CBC, but I got to be one of the most interested people that is 25 in Canada to CBC's content. Like I'm subscribed to like CBC music on social media and stuff. I see their posts and there's not a lot of activity going on there. Not a lot of care, not a lot of uh, appreciation and it, they're getting a billion dollars from our government. I don't know. It's just weird. I don't want to sound like that guy. Maybe this is a topic people are rolling their eyes at, but whatever. It's just, um, it is what it is. It's it's something I've, I've noticed. I have some close friends who we've talked about this, and maybe it's something that hopefully I brought up, and maybe it's in your attention now, and maybe you'll view our only news network in Canada a little differently, maybe. I don't know. I'm not saying they do a lot of great work, but I just, you know, it's something to think about what's going on there. Um, COVID's been wild. I know I said I wasn't going to talk about this, but like just a lot of things, like one thing I will say that's really been bothering me is the, every, no, everything's cashless now. Like you go to store, you can't use cash. And I don't know about you all, but like, I feel like no one does carry cash, but I'm, I think an anomaly in my age group, love carrying cash try to pay in cash as much as possible. And like, it, I just keep getting caught off guard going cashless. And I see a lot of people like, you know, getting a little torn up about this. And I don't know if I blame them, like a cashless society be kind of scary. I feel like it's coming. Like everything we do to make money, like, you know, we all store our money essentially in a bank and that's out of our control. But like there's pros and cons to each, you know, pros, you have a cashless society. There's going to be a lot less violent crime. There might not be tax evasion. You know, can't, a lot of people doing that, cash stuff. I'm sure we all know someone close to home doing that. 
harder for criminals who rely on cash payments. Quicker transactions and shorter queues. Better hygiene, that's what started all this cashless talk. No one wants to be touching the money, forking it over from your greasy hands when you're at the Tim Hortons drive-thru, got a toonie in your mouth while you're trying to steer your Prius up to the window, order the, your, your eighth coffee of the week, it's only Wednesday, from Tim's. It reduces the worthless spare change, there's a lot of that, but at the same time, it's money, it all counts. There's no, there's no worthless spare change. And then cash imposes cost on banks and firms, that's a, that's a pro. That's, that's, that's true, I guess. I'm reading this off a of Google slide right now. This is, my, this is my investigation. There will not be tons of research. There'll be some. But if anyone thinks I'm an idiot, like understand that I'm just speaking right now. I'm just I'm more so joking. I'm just kind of running with it. A lot of things I'll be saying, I'll have, you know, I'll have a little bit of uh, backing to. Well, no, everything I say has lots of backing to, but don't be quoting me like I'm a scholarly article is what I'm saying. I am open to being wrong and someone correcting me, telling me, and I will tell you when I've done that. What are the cons of a cashless society? Here we go. I'm just going to read a five out right here. Many adults lack access to bank accounts and credit cards. This is true. That's a problem. Cashless society, that's not going to work. Here we go. Two, privacy issues. Government gain more control over citizens. Yes, everything goes online with cash. The, today is July 16th. On July 15th, basically every big person in the world got their Twitter hacked and they were hacking on Bitcoin or something. You know the scam. They put the address up. They're asking people to send a Bitcoin. They'd send two back. But it was like a wild list of people, like people that have no business getting their, their, their stuff hacked. Like who got hacked on Twitter? July was at... They say it's 15th. Yeah. So it was like crazy people. It was like Kanye West. The one I saw first, when I, before I realized it was a hack, it was Elon Musk. And I actually thought maybe he, this guy was doing it. This guy seems crazy. I don't know much about Elon Musk, but he seems like a wild guy. He might actually be the one to actually do that, where he does one of those Twitter money grabs that people are always retweeting. Those fucking annoying things that make me want to scream that are never true. But yeah, I'm looking. They got Joe Biden, Elon Musk, Jeff, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, like, it's just, I was just going to, I'm not going to, Barack Obama, like crazy, crazy amounts of people. I could go on and on. I don't even know some of the names. Apple tweeted it out. Like Bitfinance, like, oh, it's just, oh, what a, what a joke. That's scary, folks. Like these people are supposed to be protected. These people are supposed to be the most powerful people on the planet. And they have a Twitter account just like us that makes them just totally vulnerable. Apparently these people are just sitting on data of the most important people on earth. Like, this is kind of scary. You go cashless, I feel like, I'm always worried about this with online banking too. Like, what if someone is just hacking in and just taking your money? What if they're just skimming off? I heard of a scam once where someone was just skimming off the top, just a couple cents off everyone, and no one even noticed that this guy was making bank. I also heard this on the radio like 12 years ago, so don't quote me again, but that's scary. That's something to think about. And now this Twitter, I know it's Twitter, it's not a bank, but these people are getting hacked. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. Anyways, I don't know how, I was trying to just introduce the show, tell you all what's going on, and I kind of got rambling on to that. But, um, you know, it's kind of the way it goes. I have such respect for people who go on 
and do these podcasts and just talk to them by themselves. And I've never attempted to do it. This has been, um, it's a learning experience. I'm really excited to do it because I, I don't know, I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast with Bob Sag came out the other day and he was talking about when he started, he just gave it, you know, he went for it. He's talking about, I only had a thousand listeners, didn't know what I was doing and I just went for it. And I was like a thousand listeners, man, that sounds, that sounds pretty sick. If I ever got a thousand listeners, I'd probably be acting like I was king. I'd be acting like I was relevant. Who knows what this podcast will lead up to. I really hope it's going to be something fun. I really want it to be something that I continue to do. I um, am looking to play hockey another year. I just finished my fifth year of university hockey in Canada. I was playing up in North Bay at Nipissing University. Had a great time playing there. But now my collegiate career is over. And I always had the plan to continue playing a bit after school. So I'm going to play next year. Don't know, I'm not sure where. Where? hopefully in the East Coast League. And um, yeah, that's my plan. I'm looking forward to playing hockey. Kind of waiting out, you know, this summer's obviously, it's a weird summer. You know, we're all not having, you know, we're not working really. Like it's, I'm not, you know, it's odd. But here we are. Maybe I am working now. This podcast now going to monetize it. So I laugh, you know, you go on to like these things. I'm trying to figure out how to do this stuff because when I had a podcast over the last two years when I was at Nipsing University, my alma mater now I can say is a graduate. And you what? Um, I did it with my buddy, Matthew Salty Samard. Multi, Matthew, multi, Matthew slap you in the face, Salty Samard. Why do you get the nickname Salty? Roll them over and I'll show you. No, that's not even funny. I'm joking. I love Salty. Haven't talked to him in a couple of weeks, though. Hopefully, I'll send this episode out. He hears that. I'm going to be like, yo. But we did this podcast, me and Salty, and he was very good at editing. He basically, he would, he took care of the production and he helped me with the on-air hosting. It was, I, he did everything. I just kind of showed up and talked. I was a mess. Joke, not a mess. But I just came up with a very little planning. I like to show up and go, start yapping, get the mouth moving. Um, that was fun. We had a good time doing that podcast. Really the lake show. What else do you want to know? We had 31 episodes. It was sweet. If you listen to it and you're listening to this now, welcome. This is not the lake show. Not even close. I loved it doing it, but me and Salty, when we, we kind of met through that, um, I'm, for those of you who don't know Salty, but Salty was another guy who went to my university who was apparently into podcasting guy I had a couple classes with. He knew that I was into podcasting or wanted to get into it, and he got us together, and the first time me and Salty had met, other than like giving a fist bump at a party or something like that, like actually hang out, was to do episode one, and we did that in November of 2018, 2018, yeah, and we did it through the two school years, so we had a lot of fun. We said it was going to be weekly, ended up coming out with 31 episodes over almost two years, so yeah, uh, we basically took the summers off because no one cares, but... It was fun. We had a great time. I loved doing that show. It was, it was fun coming up with stuff to talk about, always trying to stay relevant at the school. But obviously, me liking to do podcasts now that I'm out of the, out of the school, uh, hopefully I created something for someone to take over. I doubt that's going to happen. I don't know. Who knows? Hopefully. Maybe not. Anyways. Anyways. What am I trying to say? Back on track here. I'm a rambling record right now. See, this is episode one. I can only go up from here. But when we did that podcast... It was obviously limited what we're going to talk about. 
it always having to try to be pertaining to Nipissing University news. So even my friends that didn't go to school, good friends from home, my family, anyone, probably they didn't care because it's tough to just have nothing but topics that you don't you know resonate with. Not to say that any of the topics I'm going to touch on this show are going to resonate with you either, but I want to provide something different. You know, I don't want to have a direction. I just kind of want to let it flow. I want to have some fun with it, and I want to learn where to go with it. But Thank you so much. I'm gonna, you know what? It's 20 minutes, and I feel like I talked for f- five days. So we're gonna have to work on that. But this is part of it, folks. We're living, we're learning, we're laughing, we're loving. Uh, that's terrible. We are, um, yeah. I think that's it. I'm gonna leave it there, folks. I'm gonna come back stronger. But I just wanted to welcome you to the thought process behind what's about to embark. This is a project, not only. It's called the project, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Episode one with your host, Hopsy. Goodbye for now, folks. See you next week.